Yo, thank you for tuning into the Natural Habitat Podcast. My name is Mikey Buya, and I have a brand new song coming out this Friday. Everywhere. It's coming out on Spotify. It's coming out on iTunes. It's coming out on Deezer. It's coming out on Google Music, Amazon. It's coming out on, uh, there's going to be a lyric video. All right? This is going to be a video with lyrics on the screen for the song that's going to be coming out on YouTube and Facebook, Rogue Media 805 Pages. This song is called Imposter Syndrome, and um, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a great song. I'm proud of it. I'm excited. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. So make sure that you go find that shit on Friday. Imposter Syndrome. Bada boom. Also, episode two of Rogue Media Radio is right around the corner. I'm doing the edit on it as we speak. Okay, this computer over here has the edit on it. Edit on it. I'm on it. All right. Rogue Media Radio, episode two. You could find that at the Rogue Media 805 YouTube and Facebook pages. Uh, watch, Facebook watch. Watch it. You know, whatever the fuck that means. Facebook's trying to be like, hey, we got Facebook watch. So watch it on Facebook. Watch it on YouTube. Tell your friends, Rogue Media Radio, Episode 2, Imposter Syndrome by Mikey Booyah. This is the Natural Habitat Podcast. We got myself, Awesome Ty. We're having a great time, kicking back, talking, uh, and, uh, and other things. Talking and more on the Natural Habitat Podcast. Let's do it. I don't drink soda. Yeah. What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast. I'm Mikey Booyah. I am Awesome Ty. That's right. The awesomest of ties. I've met maybe three people in my life named Ty, none of them with the word awesome attached to it. Apparently there's more than one. Yeah, but fuck that guy. I've never met him. And the way I, it's like if I've never actually seen it in my real life, how do I know it's real? You know what I mean? This could all be made up by scientists. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, you know, like other things. Um, I'm a little tired today. I'm a little shook. Something happened to me last night. Uh, I was um, I was sleeping in my bed in the safety and solitude of my bed, and I do this thing at night where you know I'll put on my TV when I go to bed, and I'll usually wake up at some point in the middle of the night on you know just the Netflix home screen. Right. And not that I'm afraid of the dark or anything. I don't want that rumor to get out. It's not that I'm afraid of the dark. I don't use it as a nightlight. I use it as like a white noise calming right. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I go to bed last night, just like every other night, put on some comedy bang bang or something, turn the volume all the way down, lay in bed, relaxing. All of a sudden, I hear what could only be described as, as a tornado. Like, much like Wizard of Oz, this is a rumble, a rumble in the jungle, if you will. What was that? Wasn't that a thing? 
Yeah, I don't think it was related to a tornado though. Or Wizard of Oz. At, was, uh, that was that was the the Muhammad Ali Sonny Liston fight, I think. Rumble in the jungle. Yeah, it was like a boxing match. Okay. It also was so it was much like that, also like a tornado, and also like Rumble in the Bronx. Which was, I believe, like a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah. Yeah? Yep, that's that's sounds correct. So I wake up. Middle of the Bronx, right? Or was that was that a Jackie Chan movie? Oh, it could be a Jackie Chan movie now that I think about it. Yeah, I think that was Jackie Chan. Okay. Rumble in the Bronx starring so it wasn't like that at all. It was nothing like Rumble in the Bronx. But um anyway, I wake up and there arose such a clatter within my room, right? Mm-hmm. I snap my eyes open and it is pitch black dark in my room. Somehow my TV has already been turned off. Uh, also, I have Christmas lights in my room. Not afraid of the dark, okay, once again. But Christmas lights also off. Lights off. Uh, everything off. Pitch black in my room. All I know is that I heard a very loud noise extremely close to me. And I don't know what it is. So I hop up scared and afraid, dressed in underwear, Mm -hmm. and feeling extremely vulnerable. Remember how safe I said I was at the beginning of the night? Not anymore at all. So I I turn on the light, and what had happened was I have a a big whiteboard that I had stuck to my closet that had fallen off weeks ago, and I had just restuck that to my wall right before I went to bed. And the it didn't hold and it just fell off in the middle of the night. But I felt like I was going to die. This, I felt like Adam 22 just hanging out in the back of no jumper and, or on some shit or whatever his store is called. And then all of a sudden gun in my face arose such a clatter. What? <laughs> By this, this whiteboard falling. <laughs> yeah. 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 It startled me a lot. It brought me out of my sleep. And then I opened the door to be like, Oh, I hope nobody else heard that. The, my power might have gone out. The whole house was black. Like, there was no light in the whole house. Right. And then I just kind of looked out into this creepy hallway and then closed the door and went back to sleep. Oh, and, you know, I feel like it, I feel like it took a toll on me today. I feel like I'm a, I'm, I feel like I'm living my life. you're not the same person that you were yesterday. No, I'm traumatized. For right. sure. Absolutely. Now I think I need CIA agents to walk around with me in my live streams. How was your night? Uh, it was pretty <laughs> uneventful, to be honest. Just you know, another another night. I work at night, so I was I was at at work. Yeah, nothing nothing crazy happened. Nobody uh, came in with whiteboards. No, no nothing fell. No power issues. Um, it was a pretty <laughs> pretty par for the course evening. Well, not bad. Those are good sometimes. Yeah. Uh, well. So I just wanted to put that out there just in case if I, you know, seem a little off today, seem a little jumpy. Yeah, there was something off. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. But now, now knowing that a whiteboard had fallen, I guess, you know, like the dots have yeah. connected themselves. It's all coming back together. <clears throat> now, before we get into this video that I'm extremely excited about showing you, and I hope that you have never seen it before, uh, I'm going to talk about us. Are, are we Okay. <laughs> you and me as friends. No, I want to talk about the movie Us by Jordan Peele. Yeah. Uh, now, you have 
some would call a hot take. Do you want to make this hot take public? Well, I mean, it's not so much a hot take as I think everybody else has a hot take on this movie because it's not like a bad movie. It's, it's like a solid good horror movie, but it's just like the, the hype machine for this thing has just been so, so insane and people are going so far as to call it you know the greatest horror movie of all time you know or like top five for sure and i mean i just don't know if i would go that far with it it's good it's it's a solid horror movie um it's got a lot of you know like comic relief parts where you're like oh haha this you know this doesn't feel like a horror movie for a second which is like a cool you know like kind of takes you out of it and like there's there's parts that I really liked where, like, um, it's almost like it, it's almost like aware of itself. It's like self-aware that it's a horror movie. So, like, you know, like there will be like something like super suspenseful going on, and then like something will happen that completely like takes you out of like the horror for a second, like in, in like the heart of like you know like a a super suspenseful scene. You know, like, yeah. and it's kind of like. I like that about it. On the edge of their seat kind of thing. But um, I just don't know if I would go as far as to, like, say that it's this groundbreaking greatest horror movie ever. Right. Yeah, I don't don't think I could do that. See, I'm I'm excited to see it. Ever since I saw the trailer, I was stoked on it. But, I mean, now that I look back on my excitement, I think it was mostly for the I Got Five on It remix. That was in the trailer. Yeah, that? yeah. That was by far my favorite super, part of super the trailer. Creepy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They killed that, and they actually do use that in the movie for a second. But it's not used to the effect that it is in the trailer. It was perfect in the trailer because mm-hmm. it it pulls you in right in the beginning. But there's a lot of like um like a lot of symbolism and a lot of like little things that like you know didn't really get explained. Like, directly, that, like, going back, like, I would want to, like, watch again and, like, see if I can, like, figure out, like, hey, what did this mean? Why did they keep having, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but, like, why did they keep showing, you know, Just like, say something different. Little... Say something that didn't happen. Why did they keep... Why, you know, like, why are, what's with all these red herrings, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. little Easter egg type things, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Why does the kid and, then and the dog always eat like, American cheese? like, something, um... Like, maybe I'm not even smart enough to have processed it yet, and, like, I'm just completely missing it, but, like, like one of the explanations for, like, why something's happening, like, is, is like, so, like, bizarre that, like, I haven't fully processed, like, how it even makes sense yet, and, like, whether it does or not. Oh, dang. It could be one of those things, like a, like a time bomb, where it makes sense, you know, Five years later, you're like, Bruce Willis was dead. Well, I guess he right. found out at the end. But if you maybe if you didn't watch the end of The Sixth Sense, if you didn't make it all the way to the end. Oh, and then I, um, I can also I won't like I won't really get into which one it is because I don't I don't know if that would spoil anything or not. But I also like have an argument that can be made that um, the whole thing is a ripoff of a Simpsons Halloween episode skit. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. That's interesting. Now I need to see it. Well, yeah, I could say which one. The one, um, the one where Bart has an evil Siamese twin. Oh, okay, I do remember that one. Yeah, yeah. I guess it kind of is, huh? Just from the trailer, I could see that. Yeah, like I won't. I'm not gonna make my full argument because that would spoil some shit. But, um, 
so it says uh, one of my one of my favorite things right now. Like I, I'm not sure if he's just this like prolific, or if it's uh, or if it's just a meme that's happening. But uh, one of the newest ones is you know Jordan Peele's remaking everything. Like I I heard that Jordan Peele's remaking. Uh, what, what, or maybe he's just in Toy Story 4 but I was excited that he was remaking uh, The Twilight Zone yeah I, I think he's just talent for that though I was reading he's just like he's just like a like an on screen like character oh, no or like, like the host or whatever I don't think he's like like producing or directing it that would be cool if he was hosting it he would yeah, be a I think good he's host. just the host I think that's the whole deal damn I mean, he might have some hand in producing it, but I think that's, like, predominantly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Ever since he... Ever since he made Get Out, and then he made Us, and what was the other one that he made? That wasn't Keanu. Didn't he make another movie that was, like, really good? I don't know if he With, did or not. Here, I'm gonna look up his IMDB. Uh... So, see, Get Out, Black Klansman, Keanu, those are his, so yeah, he is, he's the narrator for The Twilight Zone. That's sick. Uh, But anyway, he's just making everything now. It's like a thing to be like, oh, like The Twilight Zone rumor, that I heard that he was making it that he was directing the new twilight zone movie but according to imdb it's a twilight zone tv series that he's narrating which that's gonna be so dope a new twilight zone series yeah it's gonna be sick but um i'm excited to see us and i hope that uh i hope that you maybe were just didn't get enough sleep or I'm significantly smarter than you, and I pick up on all these subtleties and realize that it's an amazing movie. Yeah, and see, then I can explain it. I'm to I'm wondering you. how many layers there are. You know what I mean? I feel like I need to watch it again for me to like really like have like a strong like opinion on how deep the movie goes. You know what I mean? Because there is some stuff like um, there's like a proverb that keeps popping up throughout the movie, and I'm not sure that they ever like hit you over the head with what what it really meant. So like I'm curious to like go back and like try to figure that out and you know what I mean like mm-hmm. well uh eventually it'll happen I yeah. believe it I believe that one day you'll wake up what like remember like there's movies like remember Donnie Darko like everybody like for a while like thought like oh this movie's so brilliant there's so many layers to this movie it's like such this brilliant you know time travel movie yeah and then like now like a few years later like that movie's looked back like that movie like made absolutely no sense and the movie's a piece of shit there was a lot of things in there that didn't make any sense so yeah like people like thought that like there's this there's just so many layers and it's just so complex here that I just don't quite grasp it all but like now you look back and you're like oh yeah like that just it just didn't make sense and they just didn't explain that and like you know I mean there's it's one thing to you know art should be like at a certain level of a reflection of you you know what I mean you should make your own story out of a movie and fill in the parts you're you're like yourself 
But then there's also laziness to where they're just like, that doesn't make sense. So we'll just leave that open ended. God, that all like the whole the whole movie, Donnie Darko, the whole movie flashed into my head and just how fucking dumb it was and how much of a like how much of a powerful statement I thought that movie was. Yeah, like when I first, when I first saw it, it like blew my mind. I was like, there's so much going on here for me to think about. <laughs> like what what is this song? And then like it took me like a long time like to, to realize like, oh, like that that just didn't make sense and there's nothing going on there. Yeah, that was just a guy on drugs that came up with that idea. I mean that like that movie's you know, it's good for what it is, you know what I mean? But like you there there's you know, there's not like all the subtext there, like I don't think that you maybe yeah. initially thought it's like Twin Peaks like Twin Peaks is deep but not deep it's really just insane right right yeah, yeah. like Twin Peaks I, I couldn't even fucking it just made so little sense to that's me right. that you I couldn't, couldn't get into it. it did yeah. you watch the new ones or the old ones um, which one did I've you try I tried to watch both try to watch both yeah that's one of my favorite shows by far is Twin Peaks and I don't know what it is about it but it did take me a while to get into it and I think you just have to do that like it's almost like a suspension of disbelief or suspension of belief. What is it? I always Dis- mix them up. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah. That uh, that you just have to like, you just have to let David Lynch take you on this crazy journey and realize that half of it isn't going to make sense. Right. But then there's a point, especially towards the end of the first run of the show, where things don't get explained that you really, really, really wish got explained, that you were, like, invested in right? for these hour-long episodes. And you're like, wait a minute, this guy's just like a ghost? That makes absolutely no sense, David Lynch. But, uh, okay. Inner peace. Here we go. Before we get to Cobra Kai Season 2, I have this video. Please tell me that you haven't seen this video. Of R. Kelly performing in Ethiopia recently. No, I have not. Okay. (laughs) I mean, the title of the video is R. Kelly Recruiting in Ethiopia. And you'll see why in just a second. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? Okay. I like to. Like, it's hard to believe that this is real. Like it, initially, it just strikes me as like like a really good like lip syncing. You know, like how they have like the bad lip sync videos. Yeah, yeah. I I believe this is real, and I think that it's like. You know, I, I get what he's doing. He's like, you know, I got these groupies like, like, hey, I'll take you all back with me to America. You're in Ethiopia, girl. But do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Do you want to come back with Rob to America? And look at his face right here. This is the best part. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? <laughs> He's like waiting for their answer. Yeah. He's like, 
And he's also like, wait, what did I just say? Because I feel like this is in between songs. He's just kind of like doing a little scat man thing, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm just going to freak a little thing right here. And he was like, oh, no. What? <laughs> that got a little too real, man. <laughs> Am I doing this? And it also doesn't look that long ago. <laughs> no. <laughs> he pauses for so long. And then there's a lot of uh, debate on what he says in this kind of ad lib piece right here. America, 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 America. Go to the mall. Did you hear that? I heard the beautiful. Mall. The beautiful. Man, yeah, I heard beautiful. The beautiful. Oh shit. Yeah. That's phenomenal. <laughs> Do you have your passports? R. Kelly is like the gift that keeps giving. He is. Like inter- <laughs> he's like been entertaining us with like quality music and shenanigans since the early 2000s. Yeah, and it doesn't stop. There is, he's like, he reminds me of, uh, of the old like Puff Daddy back when he was P. Diddy. When he was like, can't stop, won't stop, bad boy for life. That's R. Kelly now. Yeah, R. Kelly yeah, can't I mean, stop, won't stop. And he's a criminal. Technically. So, uh, this is the trailer for season two of Cobra Kai. Have you seen this yet? Mm-hmm. Neither have I. And this came out at the beginning of the month. Inner peace. Focus. Balance. You can learn the secrets of Okinawan karate, true karate, by joining the Miyagi-Do team because It's a YouTube advertiser. <laughs> He's like watching a YouTube ad as we're watching it in a YouTube show. And why... See, I don't like how they... Like, why do they have like a fake internet browser and like a fake... A fake YouTube... Yeah, internet, interface. browser. Yeah, it's like you figure YouTube made the show. Why do they need exactly? To... And it's like Google owns YouTube, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, why couldn't they use Chrome? Like, why do they have to make that shit look like fake? And like, why does the the autoplay cue not have any details? Yeah, whatsoever. And also, uh, you know, this seems a little copywritten up here too. Right? You talk about suspension of disbelief. Like, way to way to <laughs> drop the ball there. Because for Miyagi-Do, it's not about the money. It's about the karate. All lessons are free. You see that? <laughs> what a fucking prick. <laughs> Defeat does not exist in this dojo. You're in for a rude awakening. It's a they should have done the I Got Five on it song. That probably would have been better. <laughs> but they're doing, like, the same effect, you know? Like, like just taking, like, a popular song and, like, slowing it way down. Uh-huh. And just give, making it, like, you know, like, a upbeat song sound super dramatic. Yeah. That's the new move. Cobra Kai is about <laughs> That's totally badass. Remember, it doesn't matter who anyone was before they stepped into this dojo. Wait, hold on. Does he have... These are like cool kids though, right? Well, that's the daughter. Yeah. So it's like... Daughter... 
uh, the fucking what's the the, the little not the the JTT looking kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the little fucking yeah. So he's gonna grow up. So that's him. Miyagi. Mm-hmm. And this is like. So I guess that was the first movie, like the original Karate Kids. Like, wasn't Daniel Larusso kind of like a cool kid? No, he wasn't. No, he was like the the new kid in town that everybody picked on. See, but uh. I remember seeing a video about how uh, Daniel LaRusso was like, oh, wait, no. (laughs) I thought I saw a video breaking down how Daniel LaRusso was really the bad guy. Yeah, I think that video does exist. I don't know that I've watched it, but I think that, like, I think that does exist. But there's, like, a lot of those, you know, like, painting, like, repainting, like, a narrative yeah. I also think that it might have just been in season one of Cobra Kai. Oh, for sure. During yeah. a flashback. For sure. Like, that's it. That was intentional. Like, they completely when swapped John, out. Yeah. You know, in Cobra Kai, they swapped out the antagonist. Johnny's like, I was just hanging out with my friends, and my girlfriend left me, and here she is with this new guy. So I go up to have a calm conversation, and he whip kicks me in the face. What am I supposed to do? I learned karate. <laughs> was that a great impression of Johnny or what? Yeah. Spot on. Sounds just like, I learned karate. What matters is that you're all the Aggie Dutton. I know how to beat Cobra Kai. I did it 30 years ago. I can do it again. Make sure the Cobra Kai snake comes in at the end, all right? I want it to really pop. Ugh. Okay. Um, one thing that I did here is um, a friend of the show, Evelyn Guerrero Morita, uh, Pat Morita's um, wife. Yeah. She, uh, she has been posting a lot about they're making a new documentary about Pat Morita and also Cobra Kai season two coming out. You know, it's all about her late husband and the, his, you know, uh, legacy and blah, blah, blah. So she said that they do a walkthrough of Mr. Miyagi's house in season two. And that it was like that. She said that it was really authentic, like really true to, Pat as a person and also Mr. Miyagi as a character, which are kind of Venn diagram overlapping each other, even though Pat Morita was, I'm pretty sure, not any form of like legit ninja. Yeah. I mean, he was like the happy days diner owner. Yeah, he was just an actor. But uh, they, they used that scene to kind of pay tribute to Pat as well as here's Mr. Miyagi's old shit. That's cool. Here's his old dusty nunchucks. You know what I mean? Right. Because you're going to go in and fondle some dead man's dusty nunchucks. You should also be nice. Did Mr. Miyagi have nunchucks? I don't think he did. No. (laughs) I don't even think... uh, I mean, what what form of martial arts were they... Were they doing? Karate? Karate, yeah. Well, then karate should have nunchucks. It's literally called Karate Kid. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're right. The ancient form of karate 
which I'm pretty, yes. which I'm pretty sure involves nunchucks. Like I think nunchucks are like a like one of the you know how yeah. like the cornerstones of hip hop. Have you heard of that? I think aren't, aren't nunchucks like um, aren't that isn't that like ninjutsu? Maybe nunchako. Uh, nunchucks uh, origin. Uh, the origins of nunchaku, known as nunchuck or chain stick, is a traditional Japanese weapon originally developed in Okinawa. More modern times, the nunchaku was popularized by the martial arts icon Bruce Lee. It is widely used in karate and Okinawan kanobu. Kabuno. Kabu- Kabuto? Huh? I don't know. Law enforcement use. Really? Nunchucks? <laughs> in 2015, police what? in the town of Anderson, California, were trained and deployed to use nunchucks as a form of non-lethal force. No way. I swear. Do they still have them? I mean, that was only 2015, yeah. so like... Anderson, you said? Yeah. So cops in Anderson, California, just roll around with nunchucks on their utility belts because that's a fucking awesome if they if that's true, dude. This is absolutely true. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, they use them to arrest people too. You get a little fucking whip around the wrist. You put the chain around the wrist and twist it. And what brought that? It. I mean, like what? It seems like that's not a very like secure way to arrest someone and like what brought that that about they were like you know what we're gonna implement nunchucks (laughs) yeah (laughs) look at this cop (laughs) see if there's a youtube like news news story about it (laughs) there's gotta be uh let's see Anderson, California, nunchucks. Yep, here it is. Can control you, so I'm here. I can invert. Okay. Yeah. I can say, bring your elbow up here. Spread your feet. You're under arrest. Those are nunchucks. Damn, is this cop and this reporter gonna bang or what? Because this seems like <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna tie you up right here. Now you can't move, and she's like, Oh. Police okay. certified, meaning they are legal only for police to use. They're made of plastic, but let me tell you, they're strong. Sergeant Casey Day with the Anderson Police Department shows me all the different ways they can be used. First, he says they're a weapon. <gasps> you gotta appreciate this cinematography right here, Ty. First, he. Says- <laughs> Shot at 12 noon. <laughs> Start in the upright prone position. He says they're a weapon, meaning they can be used to hit, strike, jab, and take someone down. But they also work as a restraint, meaning you can use them to lock someone's hand or elbow or ankle and direct them to do exactly what you want. Day says he's replacing his baton with the nunchucks because they work so well and they're universal. <laughs> These, you know, were designed kind of with a... He's replacing his baton with the nunchucks because they work so... <laughs> it seems racist somehow, that stance. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like a racist racist stance well and they're a universal tool these you know were designed kind of with a a different goal in mind to be more of a control weapon um but like i said it's not that we can't use these as impact weapons they work very good as an impact weapon but they're there we try to emphasize uh, a control tool over impact 
You figure that'd be more difficult to control someone with a pair of nunchucks than it would be to just grab them with your hand. You got to pull these out. You got to like twist it around. Well, yeah, he, I think he's comparing it to a baton, though. Yeah. To like have it in place. You know, like with the, like they can use it. You know, like to like direct people. Whereas with a baton, you can really only use that for bashing. Yeah, <laughs> it's really only it's good like, for bashing. You know, yeah, like bashing is <laughs> all well and good, but. <clears throat> Dave just got back from training with the nunchucks in Santa Monica. He shows off a few other ways they can be used. He said if they are used with force, they'll focus on aiming at criminals' hands, knees, or wrists. They can also be used to block a punch or a hit. <laughs> just shatter fucking a criminal's wrist with a nunchuck. <laughs> and plus, I thought I thought they said he was trained in nunchucks. He didn't look like he was good at it at all. Yeah. He was, like, doing all slow. Well, I mean, I imagine that it's not any sort of, like, rigorous training that you have to, like, complete some sort of exam or test. It's probably, like, more or less like a five-minute instructional video. What do you think nunchuck, video, what do you think nunchuck here's your at Anderson, California Police Department? Just a YouTube video? Yeah. <laughs> probably that YouTube video. They're like, all right, we're going to watch Sergeant. Maybe that, that little diagram on the left there, they, they show him that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. That actually that yep. makes sense. Nunchucks. So you grab the fist, you twist it. Oh, sources Orchid Police Defense System. So that's legit. Probably where that, that's probably right right out of their training. <laughs> so, so you go whoop. You get the fist, and then all you have to do is hook them, and then now they're detained. You hook them. There's no hook them and crook them. There's no middle step. That's like. <laughs> Where's the part where you do like a, like you shift your weight or like turn clockwise? Like they just become detained? I need a pair of these nunchucks. Yeah, it's dude. like, you know, step one, nunchucks. Step two, question mark. Step three, <laughs> crooks in jail. I guess step two is probably classified, right? Right. Oh, there's another, there's another one. Yeah. Oh, look. Have him hopping on one foot like a retard. <laughs> Imagine looking at how goofy that would look. In First jail, off, who goes and tries to shit kick a cop? <laughs> like, how is that, you know, an effective, like, strike against a cop? You gotta, like, go for the home run. You gotta swing for the fences if you're trying to take out a cop, because... Yeah. And... You and only get one crack at it, really. According to this diagram, you have to hook the nunchuck around the bottom of the leg and also miss the kick or absorb the kick because you're catching this foot on the way back down. You're not catching it as it's coming up. <laughs> you're whipping around it and then you're getting underneath yeah. it. So you're putting yourself in the line of fire here and I feel like there could be a lot of steps taken to not get kicked. I'm pretty sure that that's like a different leg too. Uh, it's hard oh, to tell. No, you can't tell because it's one of those things that if you think about it real hard, it'll switch legs. Right. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like it's the train ambiguous. thing. Ambiguous. But, um, God, I want me a pair of these fucking nunchucks now. Look at these things. I bet you could get some nunchucks for dirt cheap on the Wish app. Oh, absolutely. Police grade. Probably with knives in them. <laughs> <laughs> Swing them too hard and knives come out. Oh, shit. Like, they're right there. Is that what that is? Oh. No, I think that's just a huge butterfly knife. Oh, shit. That's pretty sweet, though. Um, 
Yeah, that's crazy, man. Well, oh no, this is just a Nintendo Wii for sale. I thought it was because it comes with nunchucks. <laughs> I was like, what? Did they use nunchucks to get all this stuff from a criminal's house? I thought it was like a bust because I looked at the police department. <laughs> Stolen. Look at the cop. Why does he have a headband? Yeah, that's that's questionable right here. I actually want to see... He's got a gun also. Like What, what this the... is from. This is a CNN post. Nunchucks, popularized by Bruce Lee, come to California Police Agency. Why is there a picture... This is a video? Uh, no, CNN. It's safe by the Auto Blast. We really pride ourselves on making it easy to get your windshield. Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast <laughs> is brought to you by Safe Life, Safe Life Auto Glass. Um, if someone breaks your car window, you call them up and they're going to get it replaced for you on the spot. Or just come yeah. and uh, fix your glass right there on, on location. Just like... Uh, uh, use the promo code NHP and you'll probably, you probably get, a- get 20... Maybe 35% off? I would say, yeah. Easy, at least. You saw in that video how the trooper opened fire. He had a choice to make about what uh, Mr. Jones was doing when he reached into his SUV and whether or not he's legally culpable for it, whether or not the trooper thought that Mr. Jones had a gun. Jones did not have a gun. In that, in open fire... This feels unrelated. Yeah. What does this have to do with anything? ...to make the right choices about deadly force. Here's our character. This Spokane, Washington police officer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, like an EKG meter that like reads your brain activity, and not oh. in any way is it a racist headband. <laughs> not a karate headband. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a karate headband. Well, I don't even think this time. is related to the the nunchuck cops. No, not at all. That was just that just for a great reason got put into the queue, and it's like the eighth picture to pop up. But fucking shit's getting real out there on those streets, man. Can you imagine, like... All right, picture this. I'm going to paint a scenario for you, okay? Uh, you're, at, you're, you're at a restaurant. You're hanging out, having a good time with your girlfriend or, you know, having lunch. Maybe a nice early dinner at, uh, at Lucy's Bar. Lucy's Bar, I'm not familiar with this establishment. Uh, I'm not sure where it is, but it's been uh, it's been making a lot of uh, making its rounds on social media lately. It's a bar owned by a woman named Lucy. A lot of quirky shenanigans type stuff on the walls. Okay? So you're there. You're hanging out. All of a sudden, some guy's like, hey, you're a libtard. You're like, you're a libtard. Everybody's pulling out their phones and like recording each other and shit. And then you get in this argument with this guy that isn't, isn't anything crazy. It's not like an actual fight. You're just kind of yelling at each other. Someone calls the cops because they're like, oh, there's this, you know, people are drinking here. It could be some sort of a dangerous situation. Let's get the police on it. Cops show up. Out of nowhere, you're getting your ass beat with nunchucks. I would, I would first of all make the argument that I didn't know that was a cop and I would like start defending myself with my own nunchucks and then 
be able to be like, I didn't think that was a cop. So in this this scenario, you're carrying nunchucks. Oh, I'm always carrying nunchucks. Okay. I have nunchucks. Would you like to see my nunchucks? Yeah. I have them right here. Okay. And then I could insert right. noise of like a chain. Yeah. Nunchucks. Yeah, yeah. I guess probably like a wind noise. But um, when I was when I was younger, when I was a kid, I was in karate and taekwondo. And I wasn't great or anything. And I got my ass beat really bad one time by like an older kid. And then I stopped going. Which I think that's the moment where you like become a stronger person. And where you actually like pass some sort of like, you know, marker on your trip to self-defense land or whatever it is. But I said, fuck that. That hurt. I'm leaving. And I left. But, uh. I remember I trained with the nunchaku for a while. That was my my instrument of choice. And I could do the I could still do the little finger flip. The, the whirly bird? Yeah, there it is. The whirly bird, the flip 'em ups, the waterfall around the world, walk the dog, I could do all that stuff. I feel like I worked my way into yo yo tricks somehow. Um, do you have any self defense training, Ty? Um I, I'm actually well, do you like once you achieve a karate belt? Do you are you at that level of forever? Yeah, it's like, like a presidency. I don't. Okay, so You're like Mister President. Forever. Okay, so the yeah, I'm like a yellow belt. Yeah, yeah, that's the first belt you get. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dope. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah, I, I did karate in like first grade. Say for like a few months. Punch, punch, kick, punch, punch, kick. A lot of that. Just over yeah, and over. Just hitting the mats. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, I want to say, uh, I want to say I got up to like a second degree red belt. Oh shit! But like I said, none of it was real. I didn't even really fight anybody <laughs> until one time, and then I was like, "That sucks." Yeah, I never got to like um, fight anybody. I want to say I sparred like a few kids that were like, I sparred all the time with people that were my level, and then I even went to uh, like a little tournament little karate tournament and I got a participation trophy back before everyone got participation trophies. This was like the first of the participation trophies. So this trophies. was, I mean, this was like the participation trophies that like they somehow mean more than than <laughs> than a regular participation next, trophy? Right. Yeah. Well, for one, it was an actual trophy with a karate man on it. Which is crazy. He was mid-kick on the top of this trophy. And this was the beginning of the everyone gets a trophy era. So it was unheard of. And it meant a lot to me at the time. And I was like, oh, I got this trophy? That's sick. And it's probably the way I am. It's probably why I am the way I am today. And feel like I need, like, you know, to be congratulated and, uh, you know, praised for the smallest of achievements goddamn millennial yeah but uh i remember i went and did that a couple times but the one time that they put me up against like an older kid i was maybe 13 and this kid was like 17 and he kicked the shit out of me and it sucked and i'll never forgive my sensei for that i still he's still on my hit list not like a literal hit list. 
do you plan on opening up a karate dojo in the future in order to, um, you know, teach kids from the neighborhood the the old ways? Mm-hmm. The true ways? The true ways of the karate? Yeah. Uh, I did think about that, but zoning, you know? Right. I don't know if you know anything about zoning. No, nothing. Dude. It's crazy. I imagine it's a big deal, though. Yeah. So, zoning. here, I'll, I'll explain it to you. <laughs> I'll explain zoning to you okay. real quick. Yeah. So, uh, zoning is pretty much just like, you got a city, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, here, we'll say there's a city. You got this part of the city that's where people live. You got this part of the city that's where people eat. Right. You got this part of the city that's where people buy socks. Right. Yeah, this part of the city, that's where people take their dogs right. to right. go eat. I follow you. You can't just go mix matching. You can't just go you can't just go having your, your Sunday restaurant dinner in your industrial factory district. Yeah, you can't do you it. Can't, so. You can't have your residential area over here in your your Yeah, so so zoning is when you is when you take a business or an entity and you push it out of this area in this neighborhood based on their beliefs or religion or race. No, it's I think that's zoning. I think that's gentrifying. Oh. <laughs> Are you saying that the same thing? No. <laughs> no? No. Right. Gentrifying is like what hipsters do when they like go and start buying up all the property in like a area and then like basically like like pricing the people that already live there out of it you know like you know they'll go like go buy buy a path of a neighborhood and be like oh okay suddenly this is like a you know like a fucking bourgeois neighborhood and all you all you normies either you know like pay up or pay up or get the fuck out yeah uh so they uh they soto sopa soto sopa it Historic Kenny's house. No, no. I don't know what you just said. So, no. Soto Sopa. <laughs> Soto Sopa. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, shitty part of town. <laughs> so Soto Sopa. I'm just gonna continue to say Soto Sopa until we're done. Soto Sopa. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to throw in? Um, I don't think so. Sick, sick, bro. Natural habitat recording.